Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Epic Starkey. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation. It's so good to hear your face. It is March officially, which is the best basketball time of the year outside of April and then May and all the way through October. But lots of good months. But March is such a good one. So glad to have you here. We have a lot of conference basketball to dive into. But first things first, let's introduce the rest of the Posty. Posty. It's just been such a good day for Steve's <laughs> mouth. Uh, Kyle <laughs> Logan, how's it going? Dude, so good. It's good to be back. And honestly, ever since we did this episode last year, I've been looking forward to doing it again. I'll yeah, say that. It's, it's pretty fun, like, being, like, this is the most wrong we are in one fell swoop. Yes, it's the best. And that's yeah. including a lot of takes that Logan and I have had. <laughs> yeah. Which it's is fair. saying a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> Logan and I are very bad at takes. Uh, so I want to apologize officially to, uh, well, I was going to call off some names, but I don't, yeah, I'll apologize beforehand to all the picks that I made for this round. But, but just <laughs> before we kick anything off, we are sorry in, uh, in advance. Really quick, guys, a, a pasty is like a, a tight knit group, a pasty who specifically eats a lot of spaghetti. We that's, eat a lot of fettuccine. Yeah. That's a, that's a pasty. That's, that's like the never, the never ending pasty bowl. It's it's short. If for we're that, being honest, so. I think that the three of us would qualify as a pasty then. That really honestly, I, I know how much pasta I consume, and I know it pales in comparison to Logan, but I still think it's above average. I I don't know. I'm <laughs> I, and uh, I'm square in the middle. Steve <laughs> Steve recently took the plunge into Snapchat, and I I think I I might be the only one that he Snapchats. Um, <laughs> But I, 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 I check my Snapchat about every three months I even, and I have I like really seven snap. for my wife and then I never like I, I don't yeah. really snap you. I just get snapped by you. Right. It's, it's right. I now and know I hear from I'll hear from you more commonly. Just just two snap. or three nights ago, he received a couple images of me making meat sauce and noodles. Um, <laughs> and, and I got his respect for making my noodles correctly. So that's the only reason I use Snapchat is to let people know like, hey, it's midnight, but your boy's making pasta. And he uh, he knows I appreciate it because because Logan, do you want to tell everyone what I got you for Christmas last year? Oh, he got me like a legit pasta maker, like a noodle, like a pasta Ooh. maker where you can home make your noodles. Um, and I I've yet to take it for a spin, although I have watched some Gordon Ramsay videos on how to use it. Uh, I've always anyway, wanted to try that. I'll report back after uh, you know maybe this week will be the week where I I bust that out. But it's I mean it's, it was a it was a substantial Christmas gift. I mean it had some weight to it. Uh, and that's, that's literal. You know. It was very heavy. Uh, and I was like, what, what in the world could this be? So as soon as I, as soon as I unlock the you secrets, like, he has no idea what this is. Yeah. No, as, as soon as I get that figured out, I'm serious. We're going to be that much closer to world peace and a six month WNB basketball season and Ooh, other dreams that we want. Sign to see come me through. up. So uh, <clears throat> real uniforms, all the good stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. We can't, we can't do this today. Um, <laughs> We have so much conference ball to talk into. Uh, this is the, this week kicks off conference championship play. It'll run through next week for some conferences. Obviously that pulls us right into March madness, bracket season, all the good stuff. I, I just, guys, I need to get something off my chest. Sometimes words, you know, need use. 
but need need for talk talk. We need to talk about your flair. You do want to express yourself. Don't you? Brace yourselves, rookies. It's about to get real in here. This means something. I'm about to overreact, knowingly overreact. I want everyone to know this. That if you're like, wow, Steve's going a little, I, I'm aware and I think I'm going to do it anyway, because sometimes overreacting to things is like therapy. Um, I, this could be because, you know, I grew up watching the NBA and so being a Laker fan, I grew up hating the Spurs. Maybe that feeds this, but I don't think it does. I'm kind of tired of the Spurs playing this carousel game with Becky Hammond because basically what they've proven after this evening, is Becky Hammond was a PR hire where they could prove that they could parade out someone and, and show, hey, look how diverse we are. And it just so happened that Becky Hammond was actually a really, really good coach who's definitely proven herself, but continues to get overlooked by basically the professional equivalent of the coach's son, who in this case is Tim Duncan. For those who haven't noticed, Greg Popovich uh, had to step away for a game this evening due to personal reasons, and hopefully... You know, personal reasons are never good, and, you know, hopefully everything's about the Popovich family. I'm, you know, not going to outcall that. However, decides to haphazardly, for the second time this year, put Tim Duncan in charge, a person who was playing basketball just a couple of years ago who you got a job without interviewing out of nowhere this year, has before the season zero days of, of coaching experience, and suddenly is the interim head coach outside of the lead assistant coach who has several years under her belt – who has had actual interviews for head coaching across the league in Becky Hammond, who for a lot of cases by a lot of people, even people outside of the WNBA circles is considered that next in line assistant coach. Like first, before I get into anything, I was like, am I inflating that by saying that? Do you guys feel, I feel like she's been legitimately in the chatter of that circle of like the next head coaches. Like she's in that circle. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that she's, I mean, I would think that she's on a lot of short lists as far as like potential head coaches in the future. And especially with the Spurs, my thought was that if Pop's not available, it's Becky. It's just yeah. like, that's just how it's felt. Like that's how that organization has seemed. But apparently when he steps away, he goes right back to Tim Duncan. It's yeah. odd. It's it, it to me feels like one of those just like, it's your son you leave the keys with. That's like really, that's how it feels to me. And it's this weird nepotism point. And there are San Antonio journalists who are actually trying to justify it because they think he's more qualified because he was a player, even though the player straight to coach mentality has almost never worked in the league, uh, is, is often a really harsh strategy and tends to blow up in teams faces. The thing about it is if you want to talk Chuck, Whatever. If you think you have an argument for why Tim Duncan deserves that opportunity, that's you. That said, there just to me at this point is no scenario where this isn't to me a slap in the face to Becky. Unless it comes up that Becky Hammond herself said, nah, I'll sit back, put someone else in charge. It's like the only thing that makes sense to me. And I'm sure that there's reasoning. And I just don't know if I'm going to be able to hear it well, because it just it feels disrespectful at a level like here's how it feels to me and i'm only speaking for steve at this point it feels to me that the nba spectrum is we believe women can coach at the nba level to a point like 
they can support a team. You know, it's the classic conversation. Like they can be nurturers, but, but we're not sure quite, you know, we're not positive. They're ready to take on the head coaching role. And the thing that annoys me about this, and I put this out on Twitter, what's going to make this worse is she's going to get a shot. Right? She's going to get a shot. You know, Christy Tolliver may get a shot, you know, other coach, like other assistants going to get, you know, Carol Lawson at some point may very well get a shot. Um, you know, those, those individuals may find their opportunity. And what's going to happen is Becky Hammond's going to go to, a, you know, it's, it's a coaching change. So typically it's to a bad team. She's going to go to a bad team, probably in the Eastern conference. And they're going to lose three out of their first five games. And immediately the media narrative is, well, this didn't work. I guess women can't do it after all. Like the judgment is going to be made so quickly outside of a league that still is going to always employ Luke Walton, even though he's made it clear over the last three to four seasons that he doesn't know the first thing about being a head coach, except for the one time he won a bunch of games when the team was coaching themselves. And that's something that we're willing to overlook, but we're not able to look overlook that. And it's one of those things where it's just like, do you guys actually think that women understand X's and O's, or do you have to have a certain uh, sector of male anatomy (laughs) to actually draw up those X's and O's uh, to be qualified? And again, I'm trying not to kick and scream because I've just been really bitter about this whole thing. And, and what's funny is I'm, I'm a heterosexual Caucasian male. Like I shouldn't be talking. I know that, but it's still annoying to me because there, the, the NBA has made a lot of very solid strides and some of them are genuine and some of them you can tell are just kind of public moves. And I wanted to believe this was something that felt genuine. And I want to believe that the Spurs really do believe in, in Becky and believe in that organization. This type of thing calls, calls to question for me and it's frustrating so I'm probably overreacting. I'm probably annoyed. This isn't even as eloquent as I wanted it to be. Not even close. I think. I think so the what point do you guys stands, think? Like, yeah, I think the point stands. I think it's. It's just. I don't know. It. It. You. And it's not necessarily that. I don't know. It's not the in and of itself. I feel like it's a bad move. I think that what is upsetting about it is because we as fans of the WNBA have been waiting to. See, we like we've been wanting to see her step into like that lead role, and it's not happening. And even when it's a very obvious situation when it should be happening, like this, it isn't. And that's what is, I think, the frustrating <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, uh, and it's, yeah, go ahead. I'll jump in here as well, and and kind of there are other teams I'm equally as upset with as the Spurs. And it's because it, it seems like there are only two categories of coaches that teams want. You either want a coach who's won an NBA championship before so that you feel comfortable that fans will buy in and, and that you could get there again. Or there are teams like Cleveland and Chicago that want coaches that aren't going to be successful so that they can su- like significantly tank. Because we know mm-hmm. tanking happens in the NBA and that that's what they're trying to do. Becky is neither of those. She's not NBA royalty and she's not a garbage coach who's going to facilitate tanking. So I'm annoyed that there are teams out there who know they could improve themselves by making that hire, but don't because they're looking for a draft pick. And I'm, I'm equally as annoyed by that as I am the Spurs not giving her a shot on, you know, this is, this is a one-off. He's, he's gone for personal reasons. It's just like one night. It's, yeah. I would much rather her see 
you know, her get a chance somewhere. And, and Steve, you pointed this out, and I think this is an important point. She's going to get her shot with a team that's not built to be successful right away. Yeah. That's, that's what's going to happen. She's not, Steve Kerr is not going to step down from the Golden State Warriors next year and be like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And, and have, you know, she's not going to backfill a role like that. She's going to go somewhere like, you know, a Minnesota or Chicago or a team that's struggling and probably has a lot of young, raw talent. And that's going to be extra difficult because it means a little bit more immaturity in the locker room. It means, you know, expectations are going to be sky high for the first female NBA head coach, but the, you know, the probability of a successful situation is going to be low. Uh, and I, I'm as annoyed by that standard as I am that the Spurs aren't doing the obvious decision on, on nights like tonight. Yeah. The good news is we've got a whole bunch of awesome, uh, we've got some fun, like, uh, mascots in our <laughs> picks here that I think are going to cheer all of us up. This is, this is Kyle's, <laughs> this is Kyle's, I made a salad with craisins moment. Like, hey guys, <laughs> let's, let's do this. This conversation, this conversation is over. Is over. Uh, I do have to say one, one thing really quick. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, my favorite, one of my favorite YouTube channels is, is SB Nation. They, they do a lot of cool stuff. I was telling you guys before we recorded, um, they have a really cool series called Untitled where they talk about classic athletes who never won a championship. Their most recent one that went out the same day was about Becky Hammond. And on top of all of the frustration of, of having a Hall of Fame career and not being able to win a title, I also uh, got to revisit The Shot. I don't know if you guys remember The Shot. It's one of the yeah, dopest buzzer the, beaters, the Weatherspoon shot. Yeah, the Weatherspoon at yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's such a classic W, but it's one of those like I I watched that video and then I just watched that clip like forty times. It's like the most amazing play that later on had zero impact on yeah, on the <laughs> the championship. Yeah, it was those like are super, heartbreaking. I mean, my baseball team hit. An 18th inning walk-off home run, and then that didn't matter either. So I, so that was sort of my shot. That was Max Muncy's my Teresa Weatherspoon. Like, um, man, remember when you said things were going to get happy? Um, yeah. Now I'm just thinking about all the times in sports I watched something awesome happen and my team still lost, and there's been many. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's like been a, a lot. <laughs> super common. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Anyway, so yeah, someone someone give Becky Hammond a legitimate shot because she'll prove people right at wrong. She'll prove herself right. I need to I need to figure out words. Anywho, we're gonna move on because it's time to talk conference basketball. We have thirty two freaking conferences hey. to predict, so no more wasting time. Um, so as we said, this is the first week of conference championships. Uh, we'll have some more conferences that'll finish up next week as well. And that'll help determine at least 32, well, definitely 32 seeds in the NCAA tournament. And then, you know, we'll hear about the rest of the bracket and so many more brackets. This is why March is great. Um, that said, here's how things are going to go. Um, each host, Jason included, um, has been assigned eight teams. We're going to go in a rotation and each of us are going to predict a conference, not eight teams, eight conferences. My apologies. Each of us will be given eight conferences, uh, and we'll be predicting who we think will win that conference. And then we're going to go to the drawing board and we'll watch all the conferences and we're going to see who got the most of their conferences correct. So <laughs> really quick, just to, um, kind of give just a quick breakdown before we jump into it. Um, 
Or do you guys want to do that? Do you guys want to run through who we have, or do you guys just want to uh, get started? Let's just do I think it. we just hop let's into just go it. You want to do yeah. s- surprise style? Okay. Let's go ahead and do this thing. So we have 32 conferences. I'm not going to read them all off first. That's going to take some time. We're going to kick things off at the ACC, and I'm going to predict the ACC. That's how the order went. I have one of the hardest conferences to predict, uh, and that's just what life did to me today. <laughs> so um, obviously the ACC is competitive plus – um, and it seems like it every year, but looking at this year, we currently have one, two, three, I want to say, uh, four, at least three ranked teams. And, uh, let's see five teams with less than eight total losses. Um, we have Louisville, um, right now is the, the top overall seed. Obviously the Wolfpack have looked really strong. Florida state has always been a spoiler. So it makes perfect sense that this year's, 2020 ACC champion will be the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, I'm going with Duke. Uh, they have been had a really solid run over the last couple of weeks. They they did have a recent loss to Virginia Tech, but outside of that, I believe they've gone 10 for their last 12. And that's considering them having a very hellaciously bad losing streak um, toward the beginning of the season, or at least like the middle point of the season. They bounced from that to win 10 of 12. Haley Gorecki's playing fantastic. Of course, Leanne Odom um, has been great this year. They've picked up some really quality wins over NC State and over Florida State. I, I, to me, this just feels like one of those teams that potentially got hot at the right time. And I think if there is a conference that houses a top five or top six team that has spoiler potential, it's the ACC. And I think it's going to be Duke. So that's my pick. When- thoughts there. Is this when we get to plug that uh, if you you need to listen in to our most recent interview? Oh um, yeah, that will likely that be thing. likely be being released right uh, pretty soon after this episode gets released. Yeah. Um, so just kind of uh, pay attention for that uh, because we have a particular Duke Blue Devil that you probably want to hear from. We'll just put yeah. it out that way. Super good stuff. Uh, be ready for that. That'll be coming out soon. And if you're uh, a $10 plus Patreoner, uh, you already know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Heard it. So good for you. I guess we yeah. tweeted out who it was. It's Haley. So as you were saying, I was trying to like tease it, it like out. And then it's like, everyone? oh yeah, we like, it's yeah, all Haley, uh, look, you want to hit anything on that real quick? Uh, she's, I mean, she's great. She's a senior on that team. And she's been, uh, critical down the stretch in their, their wins against ranked opponents. Uh, they beat two top 15 opponents in the last week and a half. So definitely look out for that interview. She is great. Uh, certainly locked in. You can tell how competitive she is just by the language she used in that interview. Um, I, I think this is a good pick. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm biased because I talked to her like earlier today, but. Uh, they they are peaking at the right time. Yeah, that's that's how this feels, and uh, that's yeah. So I'm excited to to dive in more into the to obviously all these, but I thought this was a good splash to kick off with. And yeah. I apologize to Haley Gorecki and the Duke Blue Devils and all Duke fans for ruining it for you by picking them. <laughs> um, that's on me, and uh, it's just it's just what I do. I. I ru- I'm a ruiner. I ruin things for people. Um, you know, that was, you know, what my wife said to me on her wedding day and it's just the way that I live life now. So was that <laughs> way too depressing? That, that felt a like little, a joke. 
That was You've a been joke really that down this episode, Steve. Our, uh, our listeners are like, not really? What's going down with Steve? <laughs> is he like okay? Is he all right? Yeah. I'm really fine. I just that was that was dark. That was that was darker humor than I was planning on. I I need. I think I need a break, which is really good because I can get a break for at least the next two picks. We're gonna head to the American East or um yeah the American East Conference, which I for some reason don't. Logan, let's let's hear who you got. Yeah, American East. I have Stony Brook. I'm not going to overthink this one. The Seawolves are 26 and three on the season. Uh, no matter who you are and what your schedule looks like, that is really difficult to do. Uh, in conference play, they're 14 and two. Uh, Maine is right behind them. I, I did give Maine and UMass, uh, UMass Lowell, um, uh, kind of a shot here. I looked at their schedules, but, uh, overall, both of those teams are just hovering right above 500. Uh, Stony Brook just looks like the most dominant team in this conference. They have a pristine 13 and home, uh, 13 and 0 home record. Uh, nobody in this conference has a win over a ranked team this year. So they're all kind of a tier below some of the other teams we're going to be talking about today. Um, but going to go with the Seawolves here and hopefully, uh, my chalky pick gets me at least one in the win column. Uh, as we as we go about our picks today, <laughs> the year that we go chalk would be the year that it's like upset city. It's just nuts. Yeah, it comes. Yeah, like that's just that's exactly how this is going to work. Which um, is going to be different when we move on to the AAC, Kyle. Yeah, what's, I was what's the say. crazy? What is the crazy out of the blue upset you've got for the AAC? I know you've got a big electric <laughs> pick coming up. I was going to say, speaking of going chalk, uh, yeah. Who else do you pick in the AAC other than UConn? I mean, UConn is, they've won like what, like 13 out of 14 conference championships in a row, something like that. Um, and they, yeah, like I just, I, I don't see them losing. So UConn, there it is. <laughs> I like it. That's I, I really of, don't have much else to say about it. Like that's not even yeah, shock so, as much as it's like permanent marker. It's just like, I yeah, well, there it there is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this is I mean, is it is this the time that we talk about the the weird um catastrophizing of the Yukon Huskies? Yeah, the, that that somehow they've fallen off and they're like not even relevant anymore and yet they're probably like the fifth or fourth or fifth best team in the nation. They they, they like, may very well will be a one seed again and yeah. a final four team again. They're probably a two seed. I think they're a two seed. But like oh Okay, like <laughs> right. I, I, I would say they're a two seed, but is anybody going to not have them in their final four this year? Yeah, like a lot of people. Well, I mean, it depends on it, who they all, line up with. It depends on matchups. But, I know, but yeah, it, it's like picking against. I mean, it's any dynasty. It's like it's it's actually yeah. worse than picking against the Patriots because you just you just trust that they're going to be there. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, like, UConn. Like UConn. UConn won't be a two C because they have three losses. It's the inflection. They're going to be two C because they have three losses. Like it's, yeah. it, we talked about this last year where legitimately it was like being UConn is what hurts them the most. And those situations mm. always make me laugh. Like it's, and, and yeah, I, the one thing I'll add to it though this year, real quick before we move on, because we have a lot to hit is yes. I mean, that, that is a good argument. I will say if there's anything I just add to it, the losses have been convincing. These these have probably been some of the most convincing losses against a UConn team as we've ever seen. True. Still only a couple losses. It's still, yeah. I mean, so yeah. Obviously, obviously, you're going to move that way. Uh, Jason kicked things off with the Atlanta ten. The Atlantic ten. Uh, just make things quick. He went with the Dayton Flyers. Uh, never a bad move to go with the Flyers. I like that. 
Yeah. yeah. They, they look solid this year. And so I, that's kind of who I expected him to pick out of that conference. So, yeah, it works for me. Um, Let's go ahead and move over to the Atlantic Sun. We're going to continue on the chalk theme. I'm going to go with FGCU. Uh, 28-3, 15-1. Um, they've had some very quality wins this year. Um, so this is just one of those you, I, I almost don't know. It, it, like, you could play around, you could have some fun. I wanted to try to talk myself into being like, Lipscomb can do it, the Lady Bison, maybe they can make it happen. Maybe. <laughs> no, there's just, there's just no way. This is a, a very team. Uh, they beat USF this year, 21 ranked USF. They beat Notre Dame early on in the season. Um, very impressive team. I'd put them on your, Kind of your dark horse spoiler level team list as well. So plan on them winning the A Sun. Logan, hit us up with some Big Twelve love. <laughs> uh you know, I wanted to to be fun, but this is the most boring guys. episode. Ba- Baylor, I am sorry. I <laughs> we've just picked all the number one D- yeah. Well, no, Duke's good. Duke's a Duke's uh, Yeah, like Duke is spicy, and I, I think we got some some saucy picks coming, but guys, yeah. Baylor is number two in the country. They have one loss, and you guys all know who it is. Mm. is South Carolina. So, I, I mean, they're that basically, essentially they're 26 of their last, or, or 27 of their last 28. They're on a 20-game hot streak. I mean, yeah. they their their biggest contenders for the conference title are going to be TCU and Texas. They beat both those teams by 20 this year. Um, at TCU, they, they had a closer game where they only won by nine. So uh, Baylor is going to win. I think Baylor is going to be a very popular pick to win the championship this year. They're going to go in as the big 12 conference champs. I like it. Yeah, I don't make sense. I, I, in, in my opinion, Baylor, like obviously Oregon gets tons of pub and South Carolina has been number one forever. Baylor, in my opinion, like I think they might be the best team in women's college hoops this year they, and they're they the ones that for some reason they're the defending champions and still it feels like they just don't get all the talk it Here, maybe i don't know baylor did. it just feels that way baylor went into yukon's house which i mean if they if yukon loses at home they don't lose by much they smacked yukon in their Heard place yeah. in in early january and and they haven't lost a game since then so I mean, they, they're legit. They're as legit as any women's team we've seen. Uh, and I, I remember watching, I watched that game in a Texas roadhouse and I just kept leaning over and, and Ellie was like, what's going on? I was like, I'm, I'm losing my eyesight because it looks like UConn's getting run off their home floor, which is actually impossible. So yeah, the bears are legit. Love it. And that, that includes, that was a game. I want to say at the beginning of the half, uh, the second half, they, they UConn made a bit of a run. And it, 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 they got within like five, and then Baylor just spread it out again. Like it was yeah. one of those they never really like they were able to maintain control, and yeah. So that's Baylor's a very strong team, and their their loss to South Carolina calls a lot of things to question. But even then, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty nuts. Yeah, that all that said, I do think it's worth turning into or tuning into the game against Texas. That's uh, it's probably within a day or two of you listening to this episode. That's going to be Thursday. Uh, Thursday evening, they play Texas uh, in their their first conference tournament game. I, yeah. I think it's I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win big. But I but te- I want to see that's a fun um, matchup. I want to see what they do to Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun that'll be that'll be fun matchup. Um, Kyle, 
uh, Big East, give it to us. Big East. Hey, uh, I just want to apologize to Allie Quigley um, because I actually have DePaul not winning this one. Uh, they are the favorites. They are the favorites, but Allie, and I love, I love me some DePaul, Allie. It's gonna be okay. I'm actually gonna go with Marquette. Um, kind of going I- through their schedule, going through, you know, so a lot of the results. I've, I've caught a couple, uh, you know, highlights. I haven't watched a ton of Big East women's basketball. Uh, but I'm telling you, I feel good about Marquette. And their their recent play, and uh, I I think they're they're poised to uh, to upend DePaul in this conference. So we're going with the Golden Eagles. Plus, how do you choose against a team that's called the Golden Eagles? That's just that's Eagles is boring. Golden Eagles is dope. So there <laughs> yeah. you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm a true Alley Quigley fan, so I I don't know if I could oh, chosen against stop. them. But but I guess if if you're oh, willing to stop. not be. If you're willing to be out on Allie Quigley, then I guess that's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if there was a team you could pick yeah, over the Golden Eagles, it could be the. 20, I think we're just upset. And, I think the 25 and 5 DePaul Blue Demons, uh, That that's. Yeah. Not a bad. The, it's not bad. They the, have. DePaul has lost their last two games as we were. I think this, we're just so. trying as a podcast to upset the team that I think all of us really like. We're just all <laughs> trying to upset all of the Chicago Sky, even though they're like. Like low key might be one of our favorite squads, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I got you. That that's how it is. Uh, Marquette for the Big East. Jason with the Big Sky went with the Bobcats, a Montana State. Yeah. Uh, never call you out of Bobcat. But by the way, this is a random question. Either of you guys been to that campus, the the Bozeman campus, Montana State? Is that a weird I question? Have not. Jason. Okay, so one of the prettiest campuses I've ever been to. I really? Went, went there for a conference once. It was really cool. And we nice. and we went to school. We're all the modders of a very pretty campus. But that's that's a good one. If you've ever been up there. Just thought I'd call it out. Um Steve is taking us to the Big South. I'm gonna be hundred percent um honest. I forget the Big South is a thing every year. Like I, I know the teams <laughs> of the Big South, but I like whenever I hear it, I'm like, that's a conference? Uh, and, but I was, but yeah, it's just one of those sitches, uh, <laughs> it seems to come up I'm like, oh yeah, that's comes. I'm filling me with the teams. I know Hampton, I know Radford, I know them high point Panthers. I got it. Okay. But this year it's not even a question. Give me them lady camels. Give yeah. Me them lady Campbell, camels. lady oh, camels. Campbell. Here's the nuttiest thing about Campbell. The 16 in conference. They are, it's quick trivia. If you haven't looked at the 20 point and six over the year. What what is their leading score averaging right now? I have no idea. Just just throw the, up a number. The way you phrase that makes me think it's like fourteen, or that, or it's like thirty eight. I don't know. Like it's not. Yeah, as it stands, I would. Lord, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with super low, like Logan said. I'm gonna to say the stat sheet averaging I'm looking is twelve. At, this is starting to the statute I'm looking at. So maybe there's a discrepancy. I'm not looking at here. Luana Serrano, leading scorer. Played 27 games, started 27 games, averaging 9.8 points a game. No, nobody's averaging double digits nobody's for the number averaging one team in a conference. They have six losses. And I want to say any stat. I'm looking at total. <laughs> their top rebounder is 7.6 boards a game. Oh, this is great. Um, Yeah, like just, it's. They just play chess matches every night. Yeah. <laughs> just 12 <laughs> possessions each. What, now, granted, they have. They actually only have. 
They have five players averaging more than eight points. So, you know, that's, they're averaging 61. So, I mean, you know. It's not like they're, like, winning games like 30 to 27, right? Yeah. Like, they're but actually the scoring thing, some points. Defensively, but they just, it's they're not, super spread out. Defensively, they're not especially stout. Um, their top blocker is only 15 blocks in the entire season. Uh, they turn the ball over at a pretty normal rate. They're not especially great huge like this is just a team that like matchup on matchup has won games. And so I, I think I think that speaks for itself right off the top. I mean, just go get expect, attorney victory, Campbell's, Lady Camels. So all you stat heads, all you plus minusers, let me give you some Lady Camels. That's yeah, next time you come at me with wins above replace Lady Camels. Nine points win games. That's how we do things. Um, Logan, give us some Big Ten love. Uh, this is the one I struggled with the most of the conferences that I was assigned. Uh, because there are four ranked teams uh, in in the top 20. Uh, there are two teams tied at 16-2 and two in conference play. And there's one that the smart money would be on to win this conference. And that's not the team I picked. <laughs> uh, I am going to take Northwestern uh, nice. in, in a conference that Maryland, I mean, Maryland is ranked number six right now uh, and they've beaten six ranked teams on the year. They're, they're on a 14 game hot, hot streak. I, I like I'm Northwestern take the Wildcats. though. I really like Northwestern. I don't hate this pick at all. I, I'm nervous. I, I honestly, I don't bet on sports, but I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting money on. Uh, I mean, the whole conference tournament is going to be a bloodbath. I mean, it's no yeah. guarantee that either of these teams necessarily even face each other. Even in the makes championship it, yeah. Game because yeah. Iowa's there and Iowa's beaten them. Uh, Indiana's there right behind. Uh, but I'm going to take Northwestern just because they, they played a really tough game at Maryland. They ended up losing down the stretch. I think they lost by nine. Um, but from what I've seen since then, they've, I mean, they've been on a nine game hot streak. They can win away from home. They're 10 and one away. Uh, it looks like they're two and two against ranked opponents this year. It, it'd be tough. It's a long shot, but in an effort to not go total chalk and because of a, a belief that I have in the Wildcats, I'm going to go against my better judgment and pick. And up. honestly, of any conference, the Big Ten's a good conference to pick someone who's not the overall favorite, just because of how crazy that conference tournament is likely to be. So I like that pick. Yeah, I mean, if if Iowa gets through and faces either one of them. Uh, you know, someone's going to have to go through a, a ranked team even to get to the championship game. So it's going to be messy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Scott, Scott Van Pelt, not very happy with you right now. <laughs> yeah, but Wilbon is thrilled. All right. That, that makes sense. <laughs> Wilbon's very happy. Just, SPP, SPP is very in love with that lady turp. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a, a different time. This is a fairly easy pick. Well, not even really an easy pick. I just really love this next pick from Kyle from the big West. So I'm going to give it to yeah. you. Uh, it's I'm going to go with UC Davis. A uh, couple of reasons. First of all, they're 11 and three. Uh, they're they're by three games. They've, they won the regular season. Like they're, they're, they're really solid. They do have one really interesting loss that really made me pause on picking them. They lost to last place. UC Riverside, <laughs> which just anytime the number one team loses to the like last place team, it makes you a little nervous for the conference tournament, but I think that overall, I think they're, 
yeah, I think it all stands for itself. So just gonna stick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go chalk with the UC Davis Aggies. That's interesting. This might be the conference random trivia I, that I've been to the most conferences, the most campuses of. Yeah, there's a lot of a, yeah. bu- a bunch of these are like metropolitan Los Angeles. Like it's yeah, they're all like around. Yeah, they're all around L.A. <laughs> like like either fringe Bay Area or fringe Southern California. Yeah, I just look even at this the ones like, that oh, aren't used. Yeah, it's like yeah, Long I mean, Beach State I mean, is right there. I mean yeah. Hawaii, um, yeah. but uh, you know outside of that, yeah, it's that's the best part about the Big West is it's just a bunch of fringe California campuses and then Hawaii. Yeah, it's true. It's like we got Northridge and we got Cal Poly and then we got Hawaii. And then there's <laughs> Irvine and then yeah, like so good. Um I I randomly I I like that Davis pick, Davis Aggies. Uh we're now going to head to the CAA Colonial uh, this is, Athletic This is the Whoa, point I don't even know what this is. <laughs> this is the point where if I'm being straight What's this conference? I think at this name? point, Jason is solely picking mascots. Like he's picking top level teams every conference, but he's Colonial looking at the top two to three teams and he's picking pretty much his favorite mascot, which is why the CAA question I question because he decided not to pick the Drexel Dragons or the William and Mary <laughs> tribe and he went with the James Madison Dukes, which is a great. You can't hate JMU though. If you're going if mascots, if you're going mascots. I get it, but but the but the dragons, man. You could have picked <laughs> the dragons. Uh, that said, let's head over to Conference USA. This one actually was closer than I fully expected, and this is one that if you actually stop and think about it, bracket wise, technically is an upset. I just don't think it is based off of their recent play. Um. They actually had two losses fairly recently, but outside of that, they played some phenomenal basketball. Uh, let's go to H-Town. Let's go to Cyprus. Give me some of that Eriko Gumake. The Rice Owls are going to win Conference USA. I like it. And I think it that's makes sense. Um, and that's that's crazy because like Old, Old Dominion has played phenomenal basketball all year long. They only have four losses this year. But Rice went on something like a, like a 12-game win streak. Then they lost two games. They turned back around and won three more. They've looked pretty solid. Um, that's a team that basically was just like, like the Cypher district up in like Cypress and Spring is pretty much that entire team. Like I, I lived in Houston for two years. So that that area is is very competitive, and it just like, and of course you have an Ogumike in there. She's playing well. She's making a name for herself. She's getting herself up draft spots. This just feels like one of those teams that's going to be turning it on at the right time. And I'll say it right now, right now, Rice is my main spoiler team. I could see Rice like in like the Elite Eight. Honestly, I could see it happening. So um, that's where I stand on on that selection. Logan, I'm going to kick it over to you for the great, for the for the loud and proud Horizon League. <laughs> um, this is actually going to be one of my favorite championship games. I, I'm almost positive we know who we're going to see in the championship. And this might be low key one of the, like the the better championship games that you have an opportunity to watch if you're uh, if you're a college women's basketball fan. Uh, the reason why is because the Horizon League sets up their playoff structure the same way WNBA playoffs are set up. So they have a round, they reseed for the next round, and then the winners of that second round go against the one and two overall seeds. Um, that wow, means that is, that's basically the WNBA yeah, playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So that means IUPUI at the one seed and then Green Bay <laughs> at the two get get automatic passes to the the semifinal. Um, 
I'm taking the two seed. I'm going to take Green Bay. Oh, uh, over IUPUI, and which is my so favorite they, college to say. Right. They, <laughs> so both of these, two, it's, it's going to be one of these two. Uh, they got to just win two games to get to the championship belt. I get, not even to the championship. They, they get one and they're in, uh, and then they face each other. And, and seriously, mark your calendar, Tuesday, March 10th, 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, because the last time these guys played, it was super close. Uh, it was it was down to the wire. Uh, the, the middle of the third quarter, Green Bay took the lead after trailing the entire game, held off. Uh, I don't know what. The, oh, it's the Jaguars. It's Green Bay Phoenix versus the Jaguars. They held them at bay and were able to beat them. And that was just recently. Um, that, that game was just a week or two ago. Um, it, it's going to be close. And like I said, it's going to be one of these two teams. I'm taking Green Bay because they're better shooters, uh, particularly from beyond the arc. They're they're over 33% on the year. Um, the Jaguars are under 30% for the year. Green Bay is a little bit less turnover prone. Um, so I'm going to take the offense in this one, especially knowing that Green Bay's got some uh, some confidence after just recently beating them. Uh, but the Jaguars are 20 and 8 on the season. So I'm I'm picking against the grain on this one too, but I feel pretty good about it. I'm going to take the Phoenix. All right. I uh I got to say my favorite college to say out loud is Florida A&M, also known as FAMU. FAMU. That's my favorite. <laughs> I love FAMU. It's cute. I like cute name. Kyle, quite honestly, your next selection might potentially be the biggest bloodbath of all of conference play. Talk to me about the Ivy League. Uh you mean the Princeton Tigers, and that's <laughs> who's winning it. And if you know anything about college women's basketball, you know why. And so if, let's move to Jason's pick if, at the if, MAC. If any other team <laughs> wins this conference, it will be possibly like the biggest upset of the last the five years. The biggest upset in, in like the history of, yeah. <laughs> has unequivocally rolled through this entire conference. It's not even close. With absolute fury and furious anger and are a hella fun basketball team to watch. Like... That like that's that to me they're an appointment they're an appointment matchup in the in the tournament this year. They're a lot of fun to watch. I like Princeton. But yeah, that was one that I was just like, oh man. Like I I, I looked at the standings and I was just like, oh, this is gonna be mean. I, I don't I don't think they win a game by less than double digits. Yeah, um I, I totally agree. Well, good good call on Princeton. I was waiting for it, like that was the one conference that I was like I know Kyle looked at that and spent a long time justifying, like maybe, maybe, maybe the <laughs> I Quakers can I, do it. I, I I knew the conference beforehand. I literally didn't pull it up. I just was like, <laughs> I was like Ivy League, Princeton. It's it. it yeah, I literally didn't even look at the rest, just because. I mean, I'm I'm a familiar with what the conference looks like. I've like because I've looked at Princeton, um, you know. Because they're they've have one loss on the season, so I've been paying attention to them. So I pulled up their conference a few times, and I'm just like, yeah, it's it's Princeton. So, um, next, Jason has the midi the sorry the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, the MAC. Not to be confused <laughs> with the MAC, but the MAC. And this is this is definitely a, a, a mascot pick. He's got he's got Manhattan. He's got the Lady Jaspers, and they're a decent team. They're right at five hundred. They're at eleven and eight. This means he's overlooking two twenty three and four teams who have even records against each other in Marist and Ryder. So I don't know if he just expects them to like eliminate each other over the top rope uh, or not. But I did think that was interesting. 
I do need to take a moment because I stand by Jason's mascot picks. The Metro Atlantic is one of the nuttiest mascot conferences I've ever seen. I'm going to go top to bottom for you guys. There's the Marist Red Foxes, followed by the Ryder Broncos. Then there's the Manhattan Lady Jaspers. Then we get nutty with the Fairfield Stags. Then it's the Quinnipiac Bobcats, the Siena Saints, the Iona Lady Gales. This is money. The Niagara Purple Eagles. The Purple Eagles. The Monmouth Hawks. The Kinesis Golden Griffins. And the St. Peter's Peacocks. This just... I'm in love with this whole conference. I'm in love with almost every single mascot of this entire conference. That is a really solid conference. The Purple Eagles. They could have just been the Eagles, <laughs> but they were like, well, "No, we gotta stand out." What do we do? About the purple Golden Eagles. Griffins too. Griffins is a pretty strong one on its own. The golden, the like, Kinesis no. Golden Griffins. I like that someone was like, "Griffin isn't regal enough." How do we make Griffin more regal? And then there's St. Peter's that's just like, "Okay, well now I'm embarrassed to say." No, I love that one. The do peacocks. You, I bet on all their grad materials, they have, I'm a peacock, you gotta let me fly. (laughs) That's assuming that more than you and your girlfriend have seen that movie, though. (laughs) All right, fair point. I mean, I knew what movie you were talking about, so I guess that answers it for me. But, I mean, they're, you know what? Their mascot, their uh, their logo ain't bad. I mean, it's straight up a peacock, but it ain't bad. For being an absolute peacock. I'm just I'm, I'm that furious, by the way. I'm furious that Jason is going to win when we tally these all up. <laughs> he, he's taken 500 teams to the championship and, and somehow not, he's going to be right. It's beyond I'm, furious. I'm it's so happening. Mad. Like, I'm <laughs> just about positive it's happening. Like, it's it's the only thing that makes sense in the months of March. It's it's why March is fun, but I'm still I'm upset. not even yeah, like I'm not even <laughs> pretending it's not happening. He's absolutely gonna win this whole thing. Um we're gonna head to the traditional Mac, the Mid American Conference. Um the Mac. The, the, the Mac. Um good you know, the Daddy Mac will make a jump jump, but I th- this one actually wasn't too difficult. Um, Ball State, solid, but if if I can call it my Chippewas, I'm gonna do it. Central Michigan uh, is gonna is gonna win the Mac. I just uh, that's that was a pretty easy one. Um, Logan, we're just in that fun like M conference that all have fun abbreviations. <laughs> Give us your Miac champion. My Miac. Uh, I guys, I really tried to dare to be different on this one, but I'm gonna go with the top seeded Lady Wildcats. Uh, the Bethune Cookman Lady Wildcats are 22 and five on the season. They do have one conference loss against them, and it is against the second best team in the conference, the Norfolk State Spartanettes, which is great, by the way. That's, that's um, so fun to say out loud, yeah. The the problem is the Spartanettes have lost a lot of games that are kind of inexcusable, and they're not very good outside of their home floor. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Lady Wildcats to take care of business in a conference that they've pretty well nominated all year. Good stuff. Um... All right, now we're through the fun M's. The the Mac, the Mac and the Miac. That's say that ten times fast. <laughs> I nearly passed out there. Um, let's let's head to the most possibly pleasant sounding conference of all. Take us to Missouri Valley, Kyle. It's like a resort. Uh yeah, so this conference has a lot of 
parody in it uh, from top to bottom, with the exception of Evansville, which is just wet, hot garbage. Um, but uh, Missouri State, Drake, Bradley, Illinois State, like I could see any of these teams. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my, oh my gosh, they're, they're so bad. They're bad at basketball. They, um, they have a they have a hundred eleven winning percentage. They're yeah, it's three not and good. twenty four. They are they are they not haven't good. won a game in in, in conference. Like, yeah, they are they're oh. not they're I'm I hope I don't know. I just the NBC, I hope they have a couple fans show the up. NBC also uh, name wise is a contender too. And and most yeah, of the good, good ones are the worst teams. That yeah. got purple aces, the Sycamores of, of Terre Haute, uh, the, the the Ramblers, and of course, I love my Salukis. I'm I'm all about my SI Salukis. That's the Crusaders. They're solid, and of course, the Lady Pur- Bears is who are going to take it. Purple aces is so strong. Yeah, so strong. <laughs> it, it, it it is by name, <laughs> and it stops there because it's the three and twenty. They're the three and twenty four purple aces. And then they like lost every game in conference play. Oh, that was it. That was the men's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's why I was like, "Purple Aces." That actually rings a bell. Why do I? Why do I know? They them? did win their first game. Yeah. You know, you got to give that to them. They did beat the Bracia Bearcats, who I've never heard of. <laughs> it's uh, like Division three school by sixteen. Yeah, but they, but they won. I you can't deny that. They did beat so, Marshall. I'm so interested in everything that's this team. Uh, oh man, oh man, that's mean. When you said wet hot garbage, I was like, funny joke. It wasn't a joke. Yeah, they're not good. Um, but uh, I'm going with Missouri State. Actually, uh, they're 14 and two in conference currently. They actually look really solid. There's a lot to go in here. This was a conference I thought about picking somebody else other than who was currently sitting at number one. But I actually. You know, going through schedules and things, I actually do think the Missouri State's got the best resume going into the conference, and I'm just going to stick with that. I didn't feel like making a, a crazy pick with this, um, and because there's parity, why not take the top dog? So Missouri State's taking this one. I like it. I like it a lot. Alexa Willard, Bryce Caleb. That's a, that's a good team. Missouri State's a fun one, and and a traditionally successful team that doesn't get much attention. It's a 15 time tournament seed. Yeah. I liked it. Um, Jason has the Mountain West, which means he had the unfortunate duty of either picking Fresno or Boise this year. Um, we're we're Mountain Ooh. West dude. We're Mountain West alumnuses ourselves, so we're allowed to say that. And he went with the Broncos, which I get. Um, that's as much as I want to say about Boise State, though. That's that's just me being a homer, but um, but yeah. So so Boise State to win that, which I get. We now head over to the Northeast Conference, um, which was another one that I legitimately like. I know almost all these teams, but the name of the conference just was thrown at me. And this is a fun one because they've got some good dog mascots. They've got the Terriers. Of course, the Long Island Sharks has always been a favorite of mine. This ends up just being an episode where you get to talk about a lot of mascots. Um, Honestly, so the the main matchup as it stands right now is between Robert Morris and Mount St. Mary's, which is why I'm taking Merrimack, taking the Merrimack Warriors, uh, 20 and nine. They faltered a little bit in conference play, but have had pretty showing across the board throughout the year. 
I, they've had some, I would call them healthy wins throughout the season. Um, and outside, and I believe if I'm looking correctly, they've won 10 of their last 12. Uh, so I feel like they're, they're one of those teams that carries good momentum. I just love to say Merrimack. It's another one that's fun to say out loud. And I just, I like the directory they're on. I think they've made a pretty solid run over the last 12 to 15 games. And I see that continuing through in the Northeast. Logan, Ohio Valley. Yeah. Um, just really quick, a, sh- a shout out to our, our alma mater, Utah State, for uh, from the 11 seed uh, shocking San Diego State in the tournament. The Mountain West tournament is almost uh, wrapped up, as we mentioned just a second ago. But um, just so you know, when, when Boise does win the Mountain West this year, uh, they will have a loss on their record to the 2-14 and 14 Utah State Aggies uh, because that was one of the most fun games they played all year. They went out and, and beat Boise. That um, and it can't was awesome. ever be reversed. It was awesome. All right, Ohio Valley. Uh, I made a last-minute change. I had Belmont, and I don't trust the Bruins. Uh, and the Skyhawks have a cooler mascot anyway. But truthfully, uh, this is a conference that has, if, if you go by overall record, they have three teams with over 20 wins, which is usually a pretty good gauge for uh, for how things are going at the top of the conference. Uh, they have two teams tied at 16-2 and two in conference play. That's UT Martin, who I picked and Belmont, who I just switched my pick away from. Uh, the reason is because these teams played once before, and UT Martin killed them. So I I don't think anything has changed since then. Both are on a little bit of a winning streak going into the tournament, which is nice, but uh, none of them have a ranked win. I do trust the Skyhawks to take care of business, and it, it makes me really uncomfortable that I switched it last minute because, as we all know in brackets, that's just the worst thing to do. Uh, but I got too scared by, by the score of... Uh, of the game that they, they played against one another early in the season. And I just don't think that they're going to suddenly be 20 points better all of a sudden. So sorry, Belmont, yeah. if you're listening, but I'm going to go Skyhawks. I, I feel you there. Kyle, I'm going to say this. Your next selection, while it chalks up as easy, is not as easy as a lot of people would take it. No, this uh, is so the conference I, that... I'm interested to see where you took the Pac-12. Uh, this is the conference that I think I had the... Like, I really, like, really thought about this one a ton. Um, but so for, uh, let me just do a, a quick count up. One, two, three, four, five, five. They currently have five teams in the AP top 25. Uh, they currently have three teams in the top eight of the AP top 25. Uh, and that being said, uh oh oh that's not without saying that number fourteen ranked Oregon State is the sixth seed in this conference <laughs> tournament. So take that for what you will. <laughs> this conference is absolutely bonkers. That also being said, Oregon is playing some of the best women's college basketball that I've ever seen play recently. Like it seems like this second backstretch of uh, of conference play for the Ducks has just been really, really and, solid, and they're just yeah. beating everybody. So I, 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 I had yeah. a really hard time picking against the Ducks, and so I, I'm going with the Ducks. I just think that they've got they've got the star power. I think they've they're hungry to to make as much noise as possible on their way to uh, the NCAA tournament, and so I want the Ducks. I, I want to add to that, too, that this is more than just a team that's being bullied by a single star. Their third big three 
with Sabrina Sabley and Ruthie are all progressively playing better basketball as the year ends. Yeah. Uh, Satu Sabali is just one of the best, like he, she's yeah. Like nobody was talking about it. Well, I mean, people were talking about her, but then as soon as she declared, everybody's like, Oh, like she might go, Oregon might go one and two in the draft. Yeah. And yeah. They may and very, honestly, they, they may and very honestly, comfortably if there was have, anybody, they may have three players in the top five. If there's anybody who just might go number one over Sabrina, it's Satu Sabali. Like, yeah, I just, I, I, I mean, don't know. It's, it isn't. Well, you know, no, if, if the, if the Liberty were still owned by James Dolan, it's very possible, <laughs> almost inevitable, definitely not happening now. I think Dolan would absolutely uh, blow that, but yeah, it's not happening. There. But, do you, but do I you agree with you. Hear, uh, if, if it was possible, uh, Sabali's one of those players. Like I could, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Sabali's, Sabali, yeah, my buddy watches, has watched. Sorry, I say your name different every time. It's Sabali. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I do the same my, thing. Yeah. My buddy's, uh, my buddy's a, a common, like, he's a play-by-play guy for the Utes, uh, for the Utah Utes. And he's been watching Oregon, you know, this Oregon team over the last couple seasons. And he was DMing me uh, just recently. This is before she declared. And he's like, dude, I know everybody's talking about Sabrina. He goes, I think... That Sabali's going to be better in the league than than uh, UNESCO will, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And he's <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm dead serious." He's like, "I've watched her play like eight games in person." He's like, "She's uh, she's legit." So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there for. Do the you, are, do you guys want to hear yeah. some of my favorite numbers about this ridiculous Pac-12 conference? Yes, uh, I, is, I mentioned it's, earlier. It's a comedy. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that a 20-win season is usually a pretty good gauge in college for whether you're having a successful season. Uh, six teams in the Pac-12 have at least Jeez. 20 wins. Uh, there are entire conferences. That's including they have to play each other. Right. Like, <laughs> right, which that's, that's my next point. There are entire conferences that don't finish with a single win combined against the AP Top 10 which, or a Top 25. This conference, all but one, all but one, has a win against a ranked team and the last place Cal Golden Bears who are three and fifteen in conference, they have two wins against ranked opponents. <laughs> Is it Colorado place. that doesn't have a ranked win? I bet it's Colorado. It's, uh, it's Washington State. Oh, okay. Never mind. This <laughs> that's what's crazy about the Pac-12. The drop off is pretty nuts. Because of that structure, Oregon has easily the easiest route in this tournament. Yeah. Because they're yeah, eight, that's the ni- the eight part of nine it. plan to play them is by far the most convenient setup because they have a pretty comfortable slot either way. Every other uh, buy team in that top four has the potential to play a really rough opponent in, in their first matchup. Um, Oregon, either Washington or Utah, both teams that haven't really figured themselves out. And those are the eight and niners. Like it's just, it really is a hysterical <laughs> thing to just overglance the PAC 12. It's pretty fun. That's, the PAC 12 has four teams at the top that have winning records against ranked teams. <laughs> That's awesome. That's just dumb. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. <laughs> oh man. Well, Let's head out. Sorry. I'm I'm so excited for this next league and this next pick in particular because of something that has been stuck in my brain <laughs> since last year when we did this episode. <laughs> I on a regular basis, hear a phrase from my wife 
who listened to this episode last might- year. And it has been nonstop in our home, just randomly. Like, and I'm so excited to hear the phrase again on mic. Lady Bison. <laughs> Lady Bison. Let's always. do this. I might just cut me and have Clyde drop a sound clip there. Yeah, like, I'll just, oh yeah, I'll go wake her up. Um, because <laughs> oh, sweet. I need you to, I need you to get up. We we really need a sound clip. Just just, just <laughs> so you all, all you listeners know, if if Bucknell was two and fifteen, is, we would still be picking case, Lady Bison. Knowing she knowing would wake Clyde, up to it if she's down for that moment. for this soundbite, she will. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the Mountain West tournament last year and I ran into you guys. And you know, the first thing Clyde said to me, nothing to do with the Aggies. It was Lady Bison. Lady Bison. That's literally what she said to Logan. (laughs) (laughs) She walked up. Yeah. It's yeah. We were listening to it on the way down and that's yeah. We, we bump into Logan out at this alumni event thing and Clyde just walks up Lady Bison. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was that was her hello to Logan. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that they're good because I mean it. If even if they were terrible, I think I would probably pick them. Yeah, if they're two and twelve in conference, I'm like, eh, they they got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, though, there's a chance. Like I take Florida Gulf Coast and the A Sun because I'm like obviously, but I'm looking at the seven and twenty two Lipscomb Lady Bison, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. They got that bison strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got that bison strength. Hey, I don't know if we dropped much context on this. I My favorite animal is the American bison to a creepy extent. I love bison. I love buffalo. I have a buffalo nickel wallet that's buffalo hide with a class, you know, an old school nickel in like the cover. I have buffalo pajamas. It's weird. I, it's just a thing. I don't know. It's, we live near Yellowstone. It makes it good. Well, not near, but sort of. And so because of that, anytime a team is not the Buffaloes, but anytime a team is the Bison, I just, I always will lean that way. Even if they're seven and 22, I'll just be like, maybe <laughs> like that's why, that's why the Oklahoma city thunder will always frustrate me. You could have been the OKC Bison. You had that sitting in front of you. Um, and you ruined everything. Even though I might understand that, like, I guess the Thunder's technically on theme yeah, with that. Like, herd, the Thundering yeah. Herd or whatever. But you could have been the freaking Bison. And it just, that's that's why no one likes you, man. Um, But, I mean, luckily in this case, Bucknell actually just makes a ton of sense. Yeah. 20, 22 and 6. Their biggest competition is going to be Colgate. And, yeah. Which... Yeah, I... Outside of this conference, I don't know how good Bucknell is. They don't have any wins that really jump out at me, but they're they're probably going to hand it to the rest of this conference. My wife just texted me and was like, hey, could you kind of kick it down a notch? Obviously, I don't want to wake our kid or anything up. And I legitimately just had to text you like, sorry, hun, had to yell Lady Bison. Like, <laughs> You get it. I appreciate yeah. it. You understand. I appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and and smooth through this one. This was another one that it legitimately, I looked so heavily at this conference lineup and was like, maybe there's some way to finagle an upset here. And there, South Carolina is going to win the SEC. It's just, a, I don't know. I don't, I'm not even sure how to like, how am I even going to break it down? I mean, you have a potential <laughs> well, top five draft pick playing at the top for game. 
you have a team whose single loss it, it's two teams you don't like, expect was like flukish yeah it's an yeah. Indiana. it was 14 point win against indiana which is pretty solid they beat number 2 baylor by 15 like th- this it, granted in the front half of the season so you know solid here they beat yukon by 18 like every single time they faced up against a high level ranked opponent, they very commonly took them to the woodshed. Like I, this is one of those. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those teams that uh, you just kind of don't question. If there is a team that I go, possibly you could hand them like a kind of a nod. It'd be fun to see what Texas A&M can do with them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be fun to see if Kennedy Carter can catch fire and and make something yeah, I'd happen. Yeah, I'd be. I, that that's. A, I was. I was curious if you were going to go Texas A and M. So you're. So you're not. I mean, I know you don't hate this team, but you're not saying Mississippi State is their their big threat. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. They've got I a couple say, threats. Like, there's, there's. You could make an argument for like the, four, four teams my, on in this conference. My but. thing is, being a good team with good standing and a solid record hasn't messed with South Carolina almost once this season. What's messed with them is when they've had a player that's been able to get hot and get streaky to the point that it frustrates them. And I only know that because it's happened one time this year. And if there's a team that has a potential, it is Kennedy Carter. And Texas yep. A&M. So I could see that that being like the upset scenario. Otherwise, to me, I just go, um, yeah, like, it just seems chalk to me. But, yeah, you know, Mississippi State is is extremely good basketball team. They're a top 10 team. That'll be a fun matchup. Probably the inevitable final. But, yeah. I, I hope we get that one. It's not even, it's almost not even worth discussing to me because this is one of the more inevitable things. And, of course, I'm saying that out loud and now crazy, like, freaking... Georgia is going to beat him or something weird. You know, like I, I feel like I'm going to do that. My wife just yeah, texted I, me back, by the way, I told her I had to yell lady bison and she said, well, had to, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's, that's really, I, I hope we get the rematch. Um, South Carolina versus Mississippi state. Cause that, yeah, that was one of good. the better regular season games. Uh, remember Mississippi state had them by about nine in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina did what they did and, and made a run and ended up winning by two. But uh, I could definitely see that one. You know, weird stuff happens in conference play, especially in the tournament. So, I, I do think they they deserve that number one, uh, number one nationally ranked spot. So I, you know, hard part is there's two other teams that also deserve it. Like that's what's mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's like oh Baylor obviously number one, uh, Oregon obviously number one, but then South Carolina like they got it just the same time that everybody else happened to have like lost. Yeah, and then they haven't done anything to have lost to lose the number one spot. So like. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's kind of a weird situation. The There's Indiana like three teams weird, that deserve to be one on one, number one. But but yeah, it's it's almost. I wonder if it almost helps them that it's not like 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 they have the win against Baylor, who who's yeah. the consensus number two. So their loss is against a team that's like, well, that was kind of a fluke. Uh, but they they went twenty nine and one in a conference that's got five ranked teams. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. And there's other teams in this conference, by the way, that I think are interesting. Like Alabama went eight and eight in conference play. They're not a bad team by any means. So this is going to be an interesting tournament all around. Oh, yeah, totally. And what's crazy about it is they're the number one team, but in the top three, they're easily the team that's talked about the least. 
Yeah. Because, you know, obviously Tosh Harris is incredible, but you have Lauren Cox and then all the players from Oregon. Like it's just, you get all of that chatter. And and that's where it's interesting is I almost think that plays so much into Don Staley's advantage to be like, all we need to do is go play good basketball and, you know, rise stock for some of our players, but outside of that, you know, and so that'll be interesting. But yeah, I mean, the SEC is the SEC. It's, it's, it's God's competitiveness. Sorry. Quick <laughs> yawn. It is 1130 at night. My B. That may not get cut. You may have all heard me on. Who knows? Life is chaos. We'll uh, so that's the SEC. Let's head to the Southern Conference, LJ. Give us some love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the SEC is fine. Or whatever. But the Southern Conference, uh, I, I don't want to do that to him. I, Every conference is important, uh, but this one it, it's got it's got three teams all tied at ten. And that sounded four. convincing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, Samford, Chattanooga, and UNC Greensboro all have the same record at the top of the conference. Um, and like, do you guys have a strong opinion about it? I mean, I did the research to to make a, a decision here, but they're they're not teams that I necessarily mean, jump out at you I did as being really exciting. Um, <laughs> By the way, do you um, know what Chattanooga's you, um I would say don't you ever is? don't you ever call out the Lady Mox like that ever again. Uh, this is such <laughs> this is another really good or the conference. Lady Paladins. Wow, this is good. The, the, Catamounts, the Lady Mox this is very Lady good. Paladins. How dare Wofford. you talk down this conference of phenomenal <laughs> names? Well, they had to have something going for them. Um my goodness. <laughs> uh UNC Greensboro is my pick. They're 21 and 8. Uh they're Basically unstoppable at home. They've got a couple losses this season that don't make sense, but uh, I am going to take them. I think Samford is going to give them a really good run for their money um, because I do think that's going to end up being the championship matchup. Uh, and Samford could absolutely win this, but I'm going to go with the Spartans. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. This classic chalk pick. Uh, let's push things along. Uh, it, it's, it's feels so bad to leave the Southern Conference so early, but we can't keep the Southland waiting. We can't. Southland Conference, aka the Texas State Championship, is just <laughs> ready to go. Um, it's like so literally, I think there's like three teams not there's in like Texas. New Orleans yeah. is there. Yeah. Yeah. Arkansas <laughs> Southeastern L, Louisiana. But yeah, you're like, basically just from the foothills to the Gulf. Yeah. Central yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> Shout out. Sugar Bears. That's right. Sugar Bears. Gotta get that UCA love. Um, love you, Conway. <laughs> love you. But, uh, this actually, the, there's actually, again, a lot of parody in this conference. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is 15 and three. Texas A&M Corpus Christi is 15 and three in conference. Abilene Christian's 14 and four. Sam Houston is 14 and four as well. There's a lot going on here. So actually dealt, I might have spent more time in this conference than any other conference. Just researching, just looking. I have, uh, guys, you know, I love me some women's basketball. I have not watched a single Southland conference game. All right. So you, forgive you me. You are such a fair weather. I know. What is <laughs> jerk. a fair what weather a bandwagon fan <laughs> when every Southland game has been so easily accessible and right in front of you and so heavily on their regional TV network. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you haven't found I, a single McNeese cowgirls game. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if this counts, but I've watched a lot of UCA 
uh, post-game celebrations. Well, some because they've got seven wins this <laughs> year. Yeah, I was gonna say they uh, don't have that I, many. I get Snapchats from from people in in Conway, so I've oh, there I, you I've go. kind of gotten a feel for like what that team looks like when they win. Okay, sweet. <laughs> that being said, um, I'm actually going with Stephen F. Austin, uh, and not just because they're the first, you know, the top of the top of the conference. Um, I actually do. I, I tried to delve into some rosters. I tried to delve into a lot of schedule. Um, you know, previous results, uh, current trends, how they're looking moving forward. And I, I really do like, uh, I, I really do like what we're seeing from Stephen F. Austin, except for literally, son of a, when I was doing my research, they hadn't played yet tonight. <laughs> I just checked them again. Can I, I'm calling an audible. I'm Did not taking, but can you, but can you? No. I your, am. Hand, no. your hand came off the chess piece. No. It, it, <laughs> hang on. We're calling it audible because they just got throttled by Abilene Christian, who I actually typed in first. I thought, oh, okay, because uh-huh. as I was looking at Abilene Christian, I had him in. If you guys were on the thing at the same time as me, <laughs> uh, they just got sh- just shellacked by Abilene Christian. Um, was this a tournament game? No, this is uh this is they're finishing up the the rest of their conference. Oh, okay. Um yeah. Never so mind. so I it's, they it's got conference eliminated play. and you were just like, no, 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 no. Okay, well that's <laughs> no, this is, I, yeah. I thought you were like, "Oh, they're eliminated, so I can't pick them." No, no, no. no this is this is uh you, this is they're still in conference play. The rule says you play it as a lot. Yeah. So they've got and then they've got one more game actually Sam Houston State before uh conference before the tournament. But yeah, um they just got. I'm actually. Let's go, Abilene oh, Christian. You you changed my mind in a single night, ACU. You did. So we're going with the Wildcats of Abilene Christian. Let's do Come it. On Stephen F. Austin, <laughs> the pride of Nacogdoches, Texas. <laughs> we're going Abilene Christian. Final answer. Moving on to the Summit League. Nacogdoches, by the way, the home of the greatest barbecue I've ever eaten in my natural warm life. Just so you know, I have a Nacogdoches uh, cookbook above my fridge. This, this, uh, I don't know when we're going to have a chance to address Sam Houston State's assault on the English language. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm upset that they spell Bearcats with a K. Ooh, that's, <laughs> I mean, Bearcat, that's bad. Bearcats is a horrible name to begin with. So it's just like they probably did it out of desperation instead of just changing the name. They were like, "What if we did with a K? That might be interesting," and it made it worse. <laughs> Is it weird that's, that I don't yeah, read it Bearcats? I, I read it Bearcats. Bearcats. <laughs> it's, a, it's the Bearcats. If if you're going to do that, you may as well go out and spell it with a Z, too, and make it like a Chuck E. Cheese sort of situation. <laughs> while, we're being, while we're being shouty-outy, big love to the New Orleans privateers. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's good stuff. That's the stuff you subscribe for. Uh, Jason hits us up at Summit League. Doesn't get too nutty. Goes with uh, South Dakota Coyotes. Kind of had to. Twenty-seven and two. Uh, it's kind of a harder one to go away. They're seventeenth this year. Um, and just one of those extremely entertaining teams. Um, wins include Utah, Ohio State, Northern Illinois, Creighton. Um, they only lost to South Carolina by thirteen. That's actually saying 
That's, that's, that's no, seems, that's I, more significant than it sounds. That's yeah. that's less than they beat UConn. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, this is a solid, solid squad. Actually, totally worth your time. Um, and that was their last loss. They lost to South Carolina, and then have not lost a matchup. By what is even their like short? They had a four point win. And outside of that, it's just been they've slaughtered people the rest of the season. So, I mean, that was a hard one to avoid. Um, so, so South Dakota, like the, the the Coyotes, easy money, or the Coyotes. Easy money. Are you guys Coyote people or are you Coyote people? Uh, I grew up Coyote. coyote. That was that was the only pronunciation I heard. From when I was a kid, like I said Coyote because I watched a lot of Roadrunner. Uh, but I Coyote. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if that's like a backwoodsy like Utah thing. It's like <laughs> I I lived in Kusharam for a time and they're coyote people. Coyote. <laughs> um, coyote. So, guys, let's talk about the Sun Belt. Um, let's do this right now. This is sort of a two way matchup. Um, and is actually one of the harder matchups because these are two very good teams. 25 and 3, 23 and 4, and they are have even matchups against each other this year. And they're both teams that I have a weird emotional affinity for. I've always had a weird affinity for the Troy Trojans. I don't know how to explain it. Well, maybe I do. His name's Hobie Hughes, but um we have a <laughs> that's, a, that's another episode. Yeah, we have that's a weird a Patreon episode. Our, our Utah State <laughs> days and playing the tr- the Trojans, so we have a weird with his weird stories there. But also Coastal Carolina, uh, one of the most underrated color schemes in all of the sport, and also a very good team. Um, this, these guys not only um, had two very solid games against each other this year, um, but in their last matchup, Coastal Carolina beat Troy 124 to 103 in four quarters. This was not an overtime game. In in 40 minutes, women's basketball, 124 to 103, and that's on top of a run where one two. Yeah, they've that's on top of a Coastal Carolina where they've won 10 straight games uh, to finish off the year. They seem to be pretty well locked in. So give me them Lady Chanticleers, Coastal Carolina, to win the Sun Belts, one of the most underrated granola bar companies um, Definitely. you'll find anywhere. Definitely a top five most underrated granola I, I bar I want to know the overrated granola bar companies. Good like, Kudos are That's a, yeah. chewy bars as well. <laughs> not not worth it. But oh yeah, we're talking next next year, man. For the for the orange and oatmeal bracket episode, we're we're going heavy granola I mean, bar bracket. Just prepare now. Granola bars. Okay. Let's let's we're 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 leaning in. Which by the way, uh, if you want to check out our Patreon, um, we're we're restructuring some of our kickbacks. A lot of great stuff to get uh, take advantage of. Your support always helps us grow. Out, uh, you know, efforts we're making to improve the show. And uh, every month we do an episode of what we call Orange and Oatmeal, just kind of a fun, free-form, relaxed show where you get to know the host a little better because it's March. We did four brackets, uh, and if you want to know which brackets we did, check out the episode. Uh, if you drop as little as $3 a month, even just once, you can check out that episode more. So head over there. Fun little surprise plug, but but yeah, just just do your granola bar research now because it's coming. 
Uh, <laughs> I like it. You'll learn a lot, by the way, from those episodes. We we do a lot of educational stuff outside of basketball that we yeah. don't. I always we don't feel smarter to. afterward. There, the, like, the one I know the, so much about different random like geography or math or one like, of the bra- cooking or one of just the brackets we did in this episode was one of the most engaging conversations I've ever had as an adult. It was. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but I, I, it was pleasant. Um, bordering on like, like euphoric, like I had such a fun time having like, it was, it was so good. It really like, it was weird, but that's how we do life. Um, that was my final selection. So, uh, each, each of you go one more time. Uh, Logan's kicking this off sealed with a kiss. We're heading over to the swack. Ooh, let's talk about the swack. Yo, swack, 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 swack. <laughs> What? <laughs> I've just been looking at it on my screen for like 20 minutes. I'm like, man, the swag. I've been so excited. Yeah, swag is my favorite one to say. <laughs> the land of big cat teams. It is uh, the <laughs> oh, and yeah. then oh man, some bulldogs, but mostly big cat teams. Uh, in fact, the two top teams in this conference are the Lady Tigers. Uh, Jackson State is the the number one seed at 15 and one. Texas Southern is a uh, 13 and three right behind just two games back. Uh, these are the two best teams in the conference. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas Southern, who is 0 and 2 against Jackson State this year, which makes this my, kind of a spicy pick, even though, I mean, they're a two seed. So, you know, I get it. Uh, but they, they lost at Jackson State by just two points in a really close game. They lost at home to Jackson State by uh, 11 uh, and have won five straight games since then. They play, uh, I believe, the number three team, Southern, just Southern, uh, tomorrow, uh, uh, two days from now. So on the fifth, they're going to play their last regular season game. Uh, oh, and then, oh, they have two more games this week. Excuse me. So they have two more road games to play. Uh, I don't imagine they will lose the two seed spot uh, unless they lose that game to Southern and the last game of the season to Alcorn State, who's eight and eight. So. Still, jury's a little bit out on the seating in this one, but I'm going to go with Texas Southern anyway. Uh, I really like what they've done this season. Um, those games against Jackson State, uh, a lot of them were really tight. In fact, the the one where they lost by 11, it was basically a one-possession game until midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, Jackson State is more turnover-heavy. Um, Texas Southern plays better defense. Uh, they just have, they have trouble shooting the ball from distance. Uh, and if they can... If they can play defense on the perimeter and kind of limit Jackson State, um, that's really going to be the difference. And I, I trust them to do that. And I want to try to call an upset for my last pick. So uh, I'm going to go with them. One last note on this conference. Every every mascot in this conference is the Lady Tigers, the Lady Panthers, the Lady Devilettes. Uh, and then Southern is just Southern Lady Jaguars, which makes the university name look like Southern Lady. And then the mascot just... Jaguars, like so it's it a like, it's a group of debutante mothers that call themselves yeah, the Jaguars, and then it's a picture it, of a jaguar. Yeah, it looks like this game <laughs> coming up on the fifth is Texas Southern versus Southern Lady. <laughs> I'd uh, pay to watch which, that, one, which is though. really fun. Yeah, just a bunch of like <laughs> dar moms that like we're not cougars, we're jaguars. Like, um, I, I I very similar to like Euro soccer. The bottom ranked Tigers team should relegate their mascot and have to change it. Like Grambling should <laughs> should not allowed to be the Lady Tigers because they're the last of the Tiger teams. 
Like that Except should be a rule. Relegating it to like bulldogs or something dumb like that is like, oh well, we already have one of those too. We have a bulldogs. Um, or you just relegate to your mascot <laughs> is your name, like you're just the Grambling Gramblings, <laughs> which is so much better than tigers. It would be really fun for Arkansas Pine Bluff to be the Arkansas Pine Bluff Pine Bluffs. I'm down with that. <laughs> I don't. It, actually, it makes more sense than a lot of other things. I really kind of don't realizing this. I, I yeah, think I actually don't is, hate that. I think this is a wonderful idea. I have. <laughs> the pine bluffs <laughs> um uh, kyle uh it's time for you to kick it off you've got the best coast conference i got uh so in the wcc um guys gonzaga is gonna win this conference and i'll tell you why they have two losses on the season one of those losses was an overtime to stanford yes okay. number what are they eight now Number seven, excuse me, number seven in the country, Stanford, in overtime, they lost to him. The other loss that they have was in conference play, but it was to their, you know, it was to their rivals. It was to St. Mary's. And think, weird things happen in rivalry games. I, you almost can like disregard some rivalry games. So considering that, considering that they took Stanford to overtime, there's zero reason to pick anybody outside of Gonzaga. So, uh, taking the Bulldogs all the way. And yeah. I, I I really like it. I need to make a shout out for the WCC, and this is sort of a shout out to our our uh, resident Oregonian Logan as well. The Portland Pirates have one of the illest logos I've ever seen. Oh, the the pilots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, their yeah, logo yeah. is is fresh to death. I love that logo. It's just, it's basically just a like a pilot helm. And it's got kind of a cross because they're, you know, they're Christian school. Oh, no, it's, it's a it's got an anchor. Yeah, it's so classic. I love yeah, that no, logo. That, that logo rules. It's it's so good. I, I just felt like saying that out loud. You only um, see when you drive around Oregon, you see beavers and ducks everywhere. And then there's one little pocket of Portland where you see like pilot support, like the banners and schedules and stuff in windows. And it's kind of nice to remember like, oh, yeah, we're in pilots territory. That's cool. And they're really passionate about it there. I think that's nice. That's sorry, uh, but WCC another underrated team. The pep I always forget Pepperdine's the Waves, and it makes sense it's Pepperdine, but the Waves so good. Um, we're gonna finish things off with Jason. He's got the whack, uh, and this actually is a fairly simple choice. You amazingly would think that that this was naturally a a mascot call, honestly, because he overlooked the Grand Canyon Antelopes to make this pick. But they actually are a really solid team, 11 and 3 in conference. But come on, man. If you're gonna, you gotta go for the Lady Roos. UMKC. Lady Roo Nation. Kanga Roo Nation. It's so good. And honestly, as I look through this, if you're gonna pick my mascots, you have to overlook the Antelopes, the Wolverines, and the Queros. And the Roadrunners, you're naturally going to overcook the sh- overlook the Chicago State Cougars, and not because they're the Cougars, but because they're one in twenty six. Ooh, that's <laughs> they, Evansville bad. CSU What's... CSU Bakerfield, who is their one loss, should be relegated. Period. They shouldn't the way, be allowed to play basketball for the being that on one that, loss. One in twenty six is point oh three seven. That's, that's your winning percentage. That's that's less than five. You round down less than five. That's there, there's, basically zero. zero percentage. <laughs> like, it's... Whew. 
I love how mean it is. By the way, their one their one win against uh, Bakersfield was was a home game for Bakersfield. They won a road game. Bakersfield lost to a one in twenty six team on at on their home floor. You shouldn't be allowed to play basketball. So the home crowd hasn't seen a win this season for they, two years. Yeah. Crowd. Well, that's assuming they've seen a game. Yeah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm ride or die with all of my teams, but are, are you sticking out or no in 2016? Like, <laughs> that's tough. That's a tough one to swallow. Guys, that was fun. I, I love this episode. Um, and Piet, I know that we talked a ton about like, uh, mascots and stuff, but that's just because when you're looking at an entire conference, and you get to look at all the mascots, you're going to bring it up because it's so much fun. Um, we actually did try to do our best to do some research into each of these conferences uh, and and really try and make our best picks on these. But, um, you know, we hope that you we hope that you enjoy this. Hopefully those of you who might live, you know, you might be a WNBA fan, but you might live, you know, close to, you know, some of the Horizon League or, or maybe, uh, maybe you, you've got some of the Southland Conference, uh, you know, love or something like that. Um, give us, like, give us your takes. We want to hear it. If, if you live within, uh, you know, shouting distance of Bethune Cookman Lady Wildcat basketball, we want to hear about it. And so, uh, so, so let us know what, uh, you know, what you have to say on it. We tried to get into each, every, each and every one of these. Uh, conferences as best as we could and, and do our research, but it, this is always a fun episode. And if you hail from Patriot League country and, and and if you side with the Lady Bison, it's it's not an invitation. I am assigning you and requiring you to reach out to us because uh, yes, one hundred percent. I need I need merch, um, <laughs> all of it. Lady Bison. Anyway, no, no, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of this is a lot of fun. Thirty two picks is a lot of picks, but I mean, this is definitely. The NCAA tournament as a whole, bracket season is always fun. Conference play is some of my favorite because almost every game of every conference has some emotion to it because these are teams that are always familiar with each other. It's generally in an area where you could pull on a decent crowd. Um, it's always full of fun basketball. And we have two solid weeks of it. So definitely be on the lookout for those schedules. As we see games popping up, we'll be sure to send those out on Twitter. We'll be keeping traps to these picks. We don't have a, a wager of any kind for who wins, but, uh, you know, I guess we'll just make this pride points or something to that effect. I like I it. Know. Another gun. Here we go. Dude, struggling on the yeah. back half of this episode. Yeah, I guess midnight's my time. Um, yeah. Anything else, Logan? Anything else you want to call up before we call today? No, uh, this is super fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll we'll keep track for you, so you don't have to point out on Twitter how wrong we are. We'll do it ourselves. But if you want to do that, you still can. It's, uh, it's especially if you're if you're listening to this and you're fans of one of the teams, maybe we overlooked. Uh, we're happy to hear from you, and uh, yeah, let us know it. Um, this is the most glorious time of the year for college basketball. Uh, basketball Christmas, if you will. And part of that fun is, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, experiencing it with you all. So looking forward to that interaction as the month progresses. Definitely. Of course, one last thing with March being March, uh, in our upcoming episodes, we might be sneaking in a fun bracket here and there. And as we said, uh, 16 seeds, 32 seeds, 64 seeds, all kinds of topics, whatever you want. If you have an idea for a fun bracket that's related to women's basketball or is 
relate it to anything in the world that you think it'd be fun to do, let us know. WNBA Nation Pod on Twitter. Shoot it our way. It just might make the show. We'll shout you out. We'd love to hear any weird ideas you have uh, because that's, you know, it, it's just a fun time of year for that type of stuff. This really March Madness to me, it's it's a, it's a month long holiday. I, I love basketball. I love college sports. I You know, I love the camaraderie of it. And there's something added to it where you just, you know, the the. You know, we all really became closer friends over the last four years or so. And with that, a big part of it was all of our affinity for making brackets out of things. So it's just kind of a sweet little thing. I don't know. So if you have some ideas, let us know. If you have any other feedback or any other thoughts in general, of course, check us out over at Twitter. Um, WMA Nation Pod, of course, you know, over at Facebook. Uh, check out our Patreon if you want to give us a look. You can find our pod anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, leave us a comment. Or a rating if your specific service provider calls for it, especially over at Apple Podcasts. That helps get us through the algorithm. If you can leave a comment, let us know what you like about the show and anything else that we can do to make this a better experience for you. Outside of all that, we definitely appreciate sharing this time with you. We're so excited to dive into an exciting March and then uh, another several months of exciting women's basketball in the year of 2020. But until we get to all that, thanks again for listening to us over here at WNBA Nation. I'm Steve Schwartzman. I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones. And we'll catch you next time.